Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Tank Podcast. My name is Mike Brown. I cannot do this show alone. I'm joined by my co-host, Jeremy Brenner. Jeremy, what's going down, man? What's going on? I mean, obviously, not the results you want, but a competitive game nonetheless. And look, the Hawks are one of probably, in my opinion, the best teams in the Eastern Conference, so I'm not totally disappointed with tonight's game. There's a lot to like about tonight's first game. A lot to like. I wouldn't say a lot to dislike. I would use the phrase more, a lot to work on uh, from tonight. There was definitely some things I loved, some things I liked, some things that need working on. So before we get to all that, let's get to the box score real quick. Um, As we do typically on, on shows like we're going to do throughout the year. We're going to break down the box score, then get to the analysis. Bruno Fernando, your starting center this evening, seven points, nine rebounds. Bruno Fernando had seven assists tonight, Jeremy. Yeah, so, like, if he's going to play that role, why can't LP do it? I, I, knew, that, that I, knew, when like, I knew when I saw that news you were going to be upset. I loved it. I, I thought it worked well, tonight. Well, tell me, like, what – I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that later. I mean, obviously, like yeah. – obviously. Well, think, we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get it to it. Jabari Smith Jr., his first NBA game tonight, I thought he was really good tonight. I think there were spots he needed some improvement on, but he had 17 points, seven rebounds. He did have four fouls tonight. Eric Gordon, 11 points, four of nine from the field. Uh, he was a plus eight. KPJ, 21 points, seven assists, seven rebounds. Shot 60% from the three-point line, three of five. Jalen Green, not his best game tonight, 16 points. He was a minus 16 uh, while he was on the floor tonight. He did have five rebounds, three assists. K.J. Martin, six points, five rebounds. He almost had a dunk, Jeremy. That would have ended humanity as we know it uh, tonight, but he got fouled on that play. Eight points for Tari Eason, four of six from the field. He had seven rebounds tonight. Uh, Al Perrin Shangun, the aforementioned, 15 points. He only had three fouls tonight. He had six turnovers, nine rebounds. Um, so he played well. Garrison Matthews was atrocious tonight. Um, you could have gone to a local middle school through one of their kids out there tonight. They would have done the same thing that Garrison Matthews did. No points, um, one assist, one rebound. Josh Christopher, six points. On three of six from the field, Ugaruba and Boba Marjanovic and Hudgens did not play uh, coach's decision. Rockets got beat tonight by John Collins, 24 points. DeAndre Hunter, 
22 points. Trey Young, 23 points. And DeJounte Murray, 20 points. Uh, Okongwu, their power forward off the bench, did add 13. But those are the guys that beat you tonight. Uh, so let's get to the analysis. Jeremy, some of your first thoughts uh, overall of the game this evening. Um, I'm really happy with Jabari. Um, I thought yep. it was a really good night for him. Um, I think maybe we'll – I mean, it's tough to tell because uh, obviously – this game was 100% of the sample size. So we don't really know if this is going to be a pattern. Um, I don't know if you saw it, Paolo Banquero, uh, 25. He, had, he was the first rookie to go 25-5-5 in a debut since LeBron. But that's besides the point. Let's talk about the Rockets. But, I mean, look, that, I shouldn't have even said that because that kind of, in a way. That's all I'm going to think about for the, for the rest of the show, by the way. But continue. Jeremy, we have lost you. Are you there? Jeremy going once. Jeremy going twice. Jeremy, we lost you for the time being. But obviously, we'll bring you back as soon as you can get back on. Let's see. Jeremy, are you there? Yeah, I I think I've figured out this whole oh, good. Uh, technical Spectacular. This has happened on several episodes recently, but... Like, for some reason, we'll just exit the app or whatever, but never mind. I think um, I think Jabari was really good tonight. I'm really excited to see more from him. Obviously, Jalen struggled. Um, that's obviously not what you want to see, but I really don't think that's going to be um, a problem for him. I think a lot of tonight was about getting a lot of these guys in rhythm and getting, you know, just, like, playing together, learning how to play together, and – Jalen was kind of taking a backseat for that regard. And they were more concerned about um, like getting, like just scoring by committee rather than just letting Jalen take over, which I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing because the Rockets do have a lot of ways in which they can score and a lot of ways in which they can win. But the best way and the most likely way you're going to win, my opinion, is put the ball in Jalen Green's hands. So uh, a bit of a disappointment. I mean, but look, Look at this. Jalen Green had what, 16 points tonight, and they lost by 10. Yeah. And so if he, has, if he has 10 more points, a 26-point night, we're talking about this game a lot differently. So, yes, Jalen does need to be that 20 to 25 points per game kind of guy for the Rockets. And on nights when he's not, other people need to step up. And tonight, it didn't seem like someone was really able to step up into those shoes. Usually, you're looking at a guy like Kevin Porter to do that, a guy like um, I got Jabari to do that, but Jabari and Kevin Porter, I think, were exactly what you would expect from the two of them tonight. I think they played decent, uh, but obviously, it doesn't look as good when Jalen is not up to his level that we all know he can be. Well, they lost by ten tonight. That's inflated a little bit down the stretch. They had four points just on BS free throws. The Rockets lost a really competitive game tonight. I will tell you who they missed tonight was Jay Sean Tate. That you you saw tonight. I agree. Look, I like DeAndre Hunter. I think DeAndre Hunter is a nice player. There's a reason why they gave him the extension that they gave him. Six eight. He's a prototypical guy that you're looking for in today's NBA. But the, this guy is a, a career thirteen point a night guy. You gave up twenty plus to him tonight. You just gave up some some bad field goals throughout the game that were just backbreakers. You know, I'm, I, I can think yeah. of. 
the DeJounte Murray. Um, you know, we were down five and we turned the ball over on an inbounds play. Like you can't do that. I mean, but those are things that young teams are going to do. The Rockets are just going to have to work through. Mm-hmm. And when you look at in, yeah, I think, I think that this theme, like the theme of giving up more to a role player, like letting a role player go off, uh, was consistent through last year. And I think it's going to mm-hmm. stay consistent through this year, at least early on, because look, I mean, this is the first game. We can't, you know, take the first game and, and immediately perceive it as Bible, right? Because it's only if the Rockets won tonight. If they would have won tonight, then yeah, we would have taken it as Bible. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. um, you know, like a reminder for how last season started. I mean, from where last team last year's team was a year ago versus now, it's night and day. And I mean that that op- that season opener against Minnesota was atrocious, and I think tonight you can see the growth in a way. And, and I, and I think that that's ultimately like kind of, I think honestly, Mike, like tonight's game, I think is going to be how I would say 50% of the games are going to be this year where the Rockets are playing. It's about decent. Right. Um, they, you know, they could have won if maybe they had gotten a little bit more lucky or if they had made a play here, a play there. Um, but it's things that they might not necessarily be capable of as a young team. There will be the other 50% will consist of nights where A, they just don't have it and they'll lose, um, they'll lose you know, badly, or they'll win because they do get those breaks, or they they do, you know, get that one or two, you know, plays that they should have gotten. Um, so so yeah, I, I think that. This is a good start. And I think this is like kind of where you can lay the baseline. This is where the Rockets are at this moment. And is it where you want to be long-term? No. But I do think things are going – I think with Garrison Matthews, you know, Garrison Matthews is not an NBA player, but Gary Bird is. And Gary Bird was a DNP tonight. We did not see him. Um, But in reality, who are those minutes going to if Jay Sean Tate is healthy? Jay Sean Tate probably gets those minutes. So I really don't think that Damn. this is a huge, like, I'm not concerned about tonight's loss, really. I, I'm, and to be honest, I don't think there are going to be many games that happen this season where I'm going to be too concerned about what uh, the outcome was. Well, I mean, it's, it's one game, you know, yes, I, I think, game. and I think you look at tonight and it's weird, man. This was a microcosm of the way I felt about the team in the offseason, if that makes sense. And in certain aspects, like, I don't want Eric Gordon on this team, but Eric Gordon was a plus eight tonight when he was on the – No, you need to – That's what I'm saying. He's like, I know this team needs him, but I also look at it, and I'm like, he played 29 minutes tonight. There is still no reason Josh Christopher should be playing 13 minutes in a game. I don't care if it's the first game of the year or the last game of the year. This is a guy that needs to be playing – 20 plus minutes period end of story because yeah, good I think we could say that i think we could say that about everybody to be honest with you and outside of garrison matthews yes well i think because then well same I think thing with tari about, same thing with tari tari yeah, tari right. getting 15 minutes tonight is unacceptable in my opinion but the thing is mike is those minutes have to go somewhere sure right? or sure you have to take them away from somebody so it's it's a game of tug and pull
Jeremy, we lost you again there. Um, No, look, I get it. It, But that's why I'm saying that if you're going to lose a game tonight the way that you did where you have, you know, you ended up losing the game by 10. It's a little bit closer than, you know, than that. But, I mean, those 29 minutes that went to Gordon and those 14 minutes that go to Matthews, those minutes need to go to Josh Christopher and Tari Eason. Yeah, Period. I think I think this is going to be just a juggling act for Steven Silas throughout the year. Um, yeah, and and I think he'll look at where he sees this game and he'll, you know, shuffle the deck, rearrange, see where the team's at on Friday and, you know, move from there. It's, it's going to be a game by game thing for them. But obviously, yes, you know, you want to play because all of these guys have tremendous upside, like, uh, you know. Jeremy, we keep losing you, dude. Um, so I'll go ahead and, and and fill that in, fill in the void here a little bit while we get Jeremy back. Um, no, and, and look, a couple more things from tonight. Uh, Rockets only turned the ball over 15 times tonight. It did only shoot 9 of 35 from the three-point line. That's tough. It's tough to win. They played, it's yeah, tough to, they played better in the second half. They did play much better. They played much better in the second half. You're not going to win very many games, though, when you shoot 9 of 35 from the three-point line. And you know what? To be fair to that statement, Atlanta didn't do much better either. Atlanta was only 7 of 25, but Atlanta has star power. I mean, Atlanta has legitimate star power. I don't think that they're deep enough. I know Bogdan Bogdanovich didn't play tonight, but I don't think that that team is deep enough to make a legitimate title run. But that team is good enough to scare a lot of teams in that Eastern Conference. And the Rockets played them tough tonight. Yeah, they're Atlanta's a team that nobody's going to want to play in the playoffs. And they're no. a team that if an injury goes their way or something, you know, like they, they can steal a game somewhere. Like they can, can they're going to be a really tough out in the playoffs, um, which is kind of like how I want the Rockets to be, or striving to be at this point, where they're, they're a tough opponent night in and night out. And I think that's, that's the goal for this year, right? Um, you know, Steven Silas said it at media day where last year was about having fun. It was about, you know, let's, let's just celebrate the fact that we're in the NBA. Now they're here in the NBA. Let's, let's actually like work towards something, you know, let's make every team that plays us, you know, earn it. And I think that Atlanta had to earn their win tonight. Like they did. Um, So I would give the Rockets credit for that. Um, I wish, I wish they had limited the turnovers in the first half. I think that was part of it. That was a bit of a, that was probably where you where you lost the game tonight is probably in that first half with all those turnovers. But again, like if I had to put a grade on this, and you know what's funny, if I had to put a grade on yeah. this, I'd probably put with a B minus, slightly better than that. You know what's you know what's funny about the turnovers is it's a lot better than it was last year. I can't believe I'm saying that, but like 15 yes. turnovers. I was looking at that, and, and Ryan's in the chat saying 15 turnovers. I'm like, you do understand that there were games last year where they had north easily 20 turnovers. Like, I think they actually, they looked okay tonight. I thought KPJ will get, let's get into more individual performances that we want to talk about here on the show. KPJ, I thought was really solid tonight. He was nine of 19 from the field. He shot 60% from three. He was three of five. He only had, he had four turnovers, but he had seven assists. He had seven rebounds. And I thought he played really tough defensively. He looked like a guy that was thankful for his contract extension, but the work's not done yet. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And the thing is, Kevin Porter, even though he's not necessarily playing for a contract this year, he is playing towards that next team option, which doesn't come for another uh, two years, right? Two years from now, 2025? Uh, So he's locked in this year. He's got two seasons. Yeah, he's got this season and next season. And then after next season, the Rockets on June 31st have to lock him in. If they pick up that option, he's picked up for two more years. Yeah. Okay. So he's playing for that option. And I know it's obviously not a contract year for Kevin Porter, but he's, he's, this season is about proving that the Rockets were right. And next year is about proving to himself that he deserves that, um, that those next two years. Yeah. No, maybe, that's maybe fair. I got that back. No, I got that backwards. No, you got it. It's you're on it. Yeah. Okay. You're on. No, it's, it's, I, I guess. I don't know. It sounded right to me. Um, it's been a long day. I, yeah. I feel you. I will say that, So let's get to the, let's get to the elephant in the room. You talked about it at the top of the show. You're not happy yes. about the decision that's at the starting center spot tonight. I am ecstatic about it. So I'll let you lead it off. Why were you not happy about that decision? Well, it's, it's not that I'm not happy because okay. obviously Bruno played. Like he played, he he did, he made the most of his minutes. We'll say that, and and he he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. But mm-hmm. if he's going to be the guy that's getting seven assists, why can't that be Al Pete? And I mean, like it's it's like the, the thing is we when we talked about it um, two episodes ago. Go check those episodes out that we recorded earlier this week for more broader. Absolutely. Um, the Sunday's episode was a more broader look on the whole season. Monday's episode was about the Kevin Porter extension. That was episode 350 that we've done together. Um, Unreal. From the hard in my Mazel. take days, the dream take days. And here's to another 350. But, um, absolutely, you know, that was a, like, we were talking about how Bruno and Alpi are different and how Alpi is more of an offensive hub versus Bruno, who's more of kind of like a pick and roll kind of guy. Um, and, and to me, like that was kind of why you would put him out there because he's a, just a bigger to fit, like a bigger body to defend in the post. Um, and and I, in a game like tonight where Clint Capella was your, was your big man that you were defending, I, I can understand it. But if he is going to be utilized so often as a, a passing big, then why not have LP there who has more upside than than Bruno and and have Bruno come off the bench like to me that was a bit puzzling and I think like and I don't necessarily like blame Steven Silas for this I don't necessarily think it was a bad decision I think he's just trying to experiment with the players that he has the rotations he has but if it's going to be like this then I just don't see why Alp can't start you know what I'm saying no, I, look, I hear what you're saying. I, I think at the end of the day, though, Bruno played 25 minutes and Alp played 22. 
it's not like one got, you know, it's so many more minutes than the other. I just like the tone that Bruno sets. I mean, he had a nice jump shot tonight. LP had a nice three. Like, I think this is a good problem to have. You know, I just think that, and 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 like I said, and like I said it on the yeah, previous yeah, show, yeah. It, it was just my assessment that Bruno makes more sense with the starting five. And Ryan Hollins touched on it tonight. There are very few backup bigs that are going to be able to play with Shangun. It's just facts. Like, there's not many guys in this league. If you're bringing in Shangun to play with the second unit, he's going to feast. Now he didn't feast tonight. He had a good game tonight, but he didn't have a great game. I, I I think 15 points in 22 minutes is is a it's it's a mini feast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, it's not a golden corral, but you know, it's an Applebee's. You know, yeah. You had a good meal tonight. You know, and that's the thing is that when you start looking at Al- well, Applebee's is horrible, so that's a bad example. Um, I will say this. I mean, Shangun had six turnovers tonight. The I will say the the Rockets played way too much ISO ball tonight. There's not a the offensive system's not there yet. It's game one. It's not going to happen. But when you watch, like if you're listening to this show tonight, tomorrow, whenever, first of all, thank you. Second of all, when you watch successful teams in this league, the offensive system that these teams run versus what the Rockets run, it's night and day, Jeremy. Like they they run calculus. Yeah, I mean, this is like pre-algebra what the Rockets are running offensively. Yeah, I want to... It's hero like, ball, is what and, they're running. Yeah, and, and to be honest, though, like, the Rockets have always been, even in the Harden days, a, a more simple offense. And the thing is, like... Sure, that's, that's a good point. That's the kind of basketball mind that I have, right? So, three points is more than two. That's been the Rockets' MO for who knows how long. They, they set the tone in the league for that, mm-hmm. uh, for that trend to start. Um and and it was like hard and pick and roll because it worked and it was great and it and no one could figure it out for whatever reason. Um, and I feel like now we're in the league where that doesn't necessarily work because every every team is kind of caught up into the whole three is better than two kind of thing. And it does seem a little bit. I don't want to say like algebra. Yeah, I mean if you want to call it that, sure. Um, but I would say like. Pre-algebra. Yeah, but they're also really young. And, yeah, right. and the thing is, if, if you're talented enough, you can run a pre-algebra offense and it works. So it doesn't really – like you don't need yeah. to have like calculus to be a good at math. You know what I'm saying? Like, No, I feel – look, I hear you. Sometimes the Rockets don't have enough time. And for me, I, I'm, I come from a, just a simple, simple guy. I'm a simple basketball mind. And in my simple basketball sure. mind also says you should start the best five players on the team. And Shangun ah. is one of the best five players on the team. So you should start him. Yeah. Look, I, and that, that school of thought, there's nothing. I, I don't, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that there's, I have a different school of thought is most of the time you're right. I'll give you a perfect example. In Dallas, not starting Christian Wood. Who's a better basketball player, Christian Wood or JaVale McGee? I will say that Christian Wood is a more gifted basketball player. Is he better than JaVale McGee? Okay. I am Come on. I'm questioning it okay. because I think defensively, you know, he makes sense. But also at the same time, 
look, starting whoever, all that, like, yes, that that's one school of thought. But also at the same time, the there's another school of thought where you you play the best five guys at the end of the game. And that, I think, is probably more important because, you know, you can make the argument that, yes, you're putting yeah. Bruno in for matchup purposes and you want to get the mismatch between Shengun and their backup big. You know, that I, I can understand that. But then Shengun wasn't at the end of the game. He was, so, he was in the game so up until the last five minutes. Yeah? Yeah, but, like, he wasn't closing. He wasn't in that closing lineup. And that could have been a fatal decision. I mean, we would not, we will never know because the game's done already and Shengun was on the bench the last five minutes. But, you know, having I, – I don't know. To me, I, I hope that it doesn't, like – like, I think what James, James said it in the chat. It was, uh, why did he wait so long? made it seem like Shingun was the starter and gave him so much confidence and then took it away. That, to me, is the most damaging part of it. That, that is part of it. That, that's probably more part of it than, than actually like not starting him. Because if he went into the training camp and he was like, okay, like, this is how it's going to go. Like, Bruno's going to come off. Like, Bruno's going to start. Shingun, you're coming off the bench. And we're going to you know play you guys back and forth. I think it'd be okay. But, I mean... Up until the last preseason game, that was not how things were going. So, and, and it just, like, all of a sudden, magically, right after the last preseason game, oh, Bruno could be the starting center. And then, you know, we see tonight, Bruno's the starting center. Look, I'm all for experimenting, and this is this is literally what it is. It is it's an experiment. I don't know how long the experiment's going to last. As long as it works, really don't care. I, I don't think it's an experiment. I think he's going to stick with it. No, because everything is an experiment at this well, point of season, Mike. Well, no, no, no. But what everything I'm saying, is a, that, yeah, it is. I, I'm saying he, he's experimenting with it now. But I'm saying, I think, in my opinion, I think it's going to stick because it could stick if if Bruno plays the way he did tonight. Um, I could see it sticking. He next. should be the starting. Yeah, he should be the starting center. And what I find interesting, did you see the tweet tonight from uh, Salman Ali on Twitter? Did you see this? I did not. I I've. Look, Mike, I have, like, so many things going on tonight that I, I am, like, staying off of Twitter to prevent, like, any TV spoilers. Like, it, it's, it's crazy. Like, I'm, like, so, like, anti-Twitter on, on tonight. I can't. So he tweeted tonight, and, and this goes to the experimenting uh, conversation, but I'm going to switch gears a little bit. He tweeted tonight, can totally see Tari Eason getting buried in the rotation once Jay Sean Tate comes back. Yeah. No, I, I could totally see that, and that that's a little concerning. Um, well, but I don't understand how. Like, in what world is they, he not going to get minutes? Because anybody who watched the game tonight, Tari Eason was a stud at in spurts tonight. Like, why would he get buried? Who the hell is he getting buried behind? Oh God! Yes, don't even, don't even, don't even. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not like making the argument for Garrison Matthews over Tari, but. That 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 would be what it is because they they view Garrison Matthews as someone who, you know, Garrison Matthews reminds me a lot of like. You better watch what you say right here. Um, better, a better. really cold, a really cold Gerald Green. Oh come on, that's that's such a that is such a cold, slap in the face of Gerald Green. He, I mean, it might be, but like. The thing is, Gerald, Gerald Green was at least athletic and could get to the hole. Like Garrison Matthews can't do any of that. No, but that wasn't that wasn't Gerald Green's like mo. Gerald Green's mo was let me shoot the ball as much as I can. And the thing is, he would at least make it enough of the time so that 
he would um, so that he would become valuable. But with Darius Matthews, he's not making those shots at the clip that he needs to be in order to be uh, a value on the court. And like the thing is, when when Garrison Matthews came to the team last year, right when Gary Bird was born, he came in and immediately was super hot right out the gate, and it stuck and it, it parlayed into a four year deal for him. He he was able to play um, until the end of the season, and it seems like that's kind of cooling down. And if it is, if it continues to stay at this cool temperature, then then it will be a monstrosity if Tar Eason is actually getting buried in front of him. I mean, I I thought overall coaching tonight, I thought Silas did a pretty decent job. I think given the guys that he was given tonight, which is pretty much a full roster, but Tate, they missed Tate so bad tonight. I thought he did a pretty good job with minute allocation outside of Christopher and, and Eason. I mean, those guys getting 13 and 15 minutes respectively is not is not okay. And Garrison Matthews. So if he took if he took some of if he took some of Bruno's minutes and gave him the Tari, you can't do that, that. That would be that. But like that's who you would take it from. In my absolutely opinion. not not or absolutely. KJ or KJ, mm-hmm. and you don't want to take it away from KJ. I'd rather him take minutes See, away from Bruno than from KJ. No, I think the minutes need to come from a guy like Eric Gordon. The more Eric Gordon is on this team... But Eric Gordon was a plus eight tonight, Mike. He, he, was, he was a when plus Eric eight. Eric Gordon was out there, they were good. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. What I'm saying is they, it is stunting the growth. Well, it sounds like you are. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, I said it at the top of the show, having Eric Gordon on this team is fine. But you, what you're doing is you're stunting the growth of your youth, which is what the Rockets are doing according to everybody and their mother. So why do you continue yeah, to go also, to a guy? Right? I'd much rather lose. I'll tell you this. I'd much rather lose by 20 points tonight and give all of those minutes to Christopher and Eason and not have Eric Gordon here. That's my point. Yeah, but also, but also at the point tonight, like the Rockets are still in the mix. You have no idea what the season's going to look like. For all we know, the Rockets could win 50 sure. games. Like, it, we really don't know until the games are actually played. Oh, come on. Obviously. I will bet every penny that I have to my name they don't win 50 games this year. I mean, so would I. But, I mean, so yeah. would I. But I hear, I hear what you're time, saying, though. Yeah. But you, you play the games for a reason. And you will never know yeah. how good. Like, look at OKC the year they had CP3. That team was never supposed to be anywhere near the playoffs. They ended up being a five seed. That was the same. That was the year. They dumped Westbrook for Chris Paul, and they traded Paul George for all those picks. That team was never, ever supposed to see the playoffs. They got to the five seed. So you really, like, so that's why they're playing where they are right now, and that's why it's okay to play Eric Gordon later in the year, which is what we're most accustomed to because that was the last stretch of basketball that we saw from the Rockets where they were playing, you know, kind of just the young guys. Um, You know, the first part of the year is where you showcase your – potential trade assets and you play them as much as you can to try to be competitive and win these games. See if you even need to trade a guy like that. I mean, obviously, yes, chances are Eric Gordon does get dealt in this season, but if the Rockets are good and they're playing well, and it's because of Eric Gordon, why take him out? You know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. And I want to address what Ryan said in the chat. I'm not changing my mind. It's okay. It's, acceptable to say that Eric Gordon being on the court is good for the Rockets 
for getting the guys to where they need to be. I just don't agree with it. Like if, if I, if I was Michael Stone up in the front office, he would have been gone by now, but I get having him here, why they're having him here. I get it. I just don't agree with it. That's all. So I think this is a pretty decent place to park the rocket ship tonight. Jeremy, what do you say? It's a very ideal place. Uh, we will be back we live. with a new adjective every night. For yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's this been a working satisfactory for satisfactory place. This is a satisfactory place. This is rock. acceptable. This is uh, mandatory on nights that we let's get killed. Let's see how killed. many names. Yeah. Let's see how many, let's see how many games we can do this for and see if it comes back. Uh, I'm with it. Uh, we will be back live here on Spotify Live on Friday night, home opener inside a Toyota Center. The Rockets have the Memphis Grizzlies. Jeremy Brenner will be on the call uh, or have the post game on Friday and Saturday. I will be back live with you on Monday. If you are on Twitter, make sure to head on over to the Dream Take. Give us a follow there. The mothership of the Dream Take, the Dream Shake. Follow us. Follow us. Follow us at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow my co-pilot, Jeremy Brenner, on Twitter at. At Jeremy Brenner, that's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. You can follow my co-pilot, Michael Brown, on Twitter. Mike Brown 2020. If you are on Facebook, make sure to search The Dream Shake and give us a like there. Finally, head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets all the time. Once again, your unhappy final from Atlanta tonight. Rockets lose 117 to 107 to drop two. Oh, and one on the season. We'll be back live with you on Friday night, Rockets fans. And until next time, go Rockets.